0: according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him him into his arms and blessed God saying now master you may let your servant go in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in sight of all the peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel the child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage then as a widow until she was 84. he never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, the favor of god was upon him gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ
1: I'm sure most of us have heard the expression, tempus fugit. It means time flies in Latin. And it's something that we understand more and more as we grow older. When we're younger, time seems to move very slowly. But as we age, time seems to fly by. Of course, time moves the same for all of us, but it's our perception of it that changes as we age. I recently read an article in a a scientific journal that gives several explanations for this phenomenon. One is that time moves slower when we are younger because we are making new memories. When we're young, everything is new. We're constantly discovering new things. But as we age, we don't encounter as many new things, so we don't make as many new memories. Another explanation is that as we age, Each day is a smaller percentage of how many days we've lived. Think about it this way. At age 10, a year is 10% of our life. But at age 50, a year is only 2% of our life. I think the fact that time moves more quickly as we age accounts for a lot of people who are older growing in their faith and devotion. We see the end of our lives drawing near, and we want to be prepared for it. And that's part of the story in the gospel today about Simeon and Anna. They are older people who are living in hope that God will save Israel. They don't know who will do it or how he will do it, but their hope is firmly rooted in the promises that God made to them in the Old Testament. Let's reflect on several things in the gospel today that reveal the who, Will save and how. Now, for us, the who is already apparent, right? It's Jesus. But Simeon uses a word in addressing Jesus that's remarkably profound if you think about it. Today we call this feast the Feast of the Presentation, but one of the trad- traditional names for it is Candle Mass. We bless candles that we'll use in church on this day. Why? It's because Simeon calls Jesus the light for revelation. The Greek word for light is phos, from where we get the word photon, a particle representing a quantum of light, or photo, an image made by light. Why is it so profound that Simeon calls Jesus phos, or light? Because that word phos is contained in the first thing that God speaks in the Old Testament, let there be light. In Greek, that phrase is genethote phos, literally Genesis light, let light exist. So Simeon calling Jesus the light goes back to the book of Genesis when the word of God spoke, let there be light, and forward to Jesus who calls himself the light of the world in John's gospel. So the who is Jesus. But more than just Jesus, Son of Mary, it's Jesus, the Son of God. He is the light that in Simeon's sight has entered into the temple, the holy place where God dwelt. But he's entered into it in a new way. God comes not in just a spiritual presence, but in a physical presence, because the word, let there be light, has become flesh in Jesus, the light of the world. And what does that light come to do? He comes to bring salvation. As Simeon says, my eyes have seen your salvation as he gazes upon the baby Jesus. Throughout the history of the Jewish people, they had asked to be saved, and God had promised that he would do so. The Greek word for salvation is soterion, and in the Old Testament, the word generally means being saved from physical danger. The Jewish people needed to be saved from the Egyptians, from the Philistines, from the Babylonians, from the Greeks, and at the time of Jesus, from the Romans. But the New Testament understanding of salvation is to be saved from spiritual dangers, namely sin and death. And Simeon is obviously intending salvation in this sense. Why? Because Simeon says, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace. This is the prayer that I say every night in my night prayer in the breviary. It literally means, now I can die. I have seen the light of salvation, and now I can die. Well, Someone who's dead no longer fears physical danger, but the dead need to be saved from death and the consequences of sin. Now that Simeon has seen the light of salvation, he can die in peace, confident that he'll be saved. So the light of the world became flesh to save us. But save us how? Well, there's a clue in this gospel. Why are Joseph and Mary bringing Jesus into the temple? It's to fulfill the obligation of the law. After the Jewish people were brought out of slavery through the killing of the firstborn of the Egyptians, God commanded the people to consecrate to me every firstborn. And in the book of Leviticus, it's explained how this was done. The parents would bring to the priest at the temple a yearling lamb for a burnt offering and a pigeon or a turtle dove for a purification offering. However, if the parents couldn't afford a lamb, they might provide two turtle doves or two young pigeons. So when Luke mentions that Mary and Joseph come to offer two turtle doves or two young pigeons, there's a clear implication that they are poor. Always wondered about that, especially in light of the gifts of the Magi the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh clearly luxury items that they received. But the truth is that Mary and Joseph did bring the Lamb, the Lamb Jesus, their firstborn, but also the Lamb of God, the who of salvation and the how of salvation. Just as the Lamb slain in the evening twilight saved the Jews from physical slavery in Egypt, the Lamb of God slain in the twilight of Good Friday was going to save his people from the spiritual dangers of slavery to sin. Simeon and Anna represent the entirety of those faithful Jewish people who are awaiting salvation. But they also represent us as we age. As time flies quickly by, as we grow older, our lives shift from being concerned more about physical dangers toward being concerned about spiritual dangers like our own sins. Fortunately for us, we share the same advantage that Simeon and Anna did. Just as they were privileged to see the light of salvation as he was presented in the Jerusalem temple, we are privileged to see the Lamb of God in the Eucharist here at St. Stephen's.